Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, Focus by Amphicolius. I swear to this day that they looked happy when I told them the news. My species was facing potential extinction and the humans looked happy. I noticed it first in the translator, a glint in her eyes. It's one of the few human expressions I'm confident I understand. It signals happiness. My own translator told me the rest of her body expressed fear, concern, compassion, and worry. But indeed, there was an eagerness in her eyes. I couldn't believe it. We had been allied with the humans for over 50 years. We were mutual first contacts until three weeks before my talk with the ambassador. Each of our species had believed the other to be only the other intelligent life in the galaxy. Yes, they called us space olives and we called them glue feet, but that was merely a teasing of friends. Why would they be happy for our destruction? I reasoned it was perhaps only the human translator. Perhaps she was one of those fundamentalists. I would have to flag her as a potential security risk. But no, her translator had by now conveyed my message, and the ambassador had the same glint. Were they perhaps glad of the impending arrival of these warships? Would they try and ally with the new aliens instead of us? Did they consider us weak? My fears were quickly put to rest by the ambassador's response. His country, at least, would come to our aid, and he hoped the others would too. They did. Japan, Monaco, Namibia, even the Union of Sorbian Asteroids, each sent basically the same message. In twenty years' time, when the warships of the Third Race would arrive, the Space Olives and the Glue Feet would face them in battle. Together... As the next two decades unfolded, I saw our human friends throw themselves almost gleefully into war preparations. At the time of my talk with the ambassador, the average travel time between Sol and Alpha Centauri was eight years. In five years, they had cut it down by 24%. Another five years and the cruisers began arriving. In one every three months, our laser array had trouble slowing them all black down into non-relativistic speeds. They'd simply push them out of the way and assume that we would catch them. We were utterly perplexed. Yes, the humans had warred in their past. We had too. Neither of us were pacifists. But nothing had suggested that humans liked war. Humans had been looked up as an enlightened peacemakers. They hadn't even built a military spaceship before. Yet here they were, mounting railguns on artificial space mountains. It made no sense. Not that we were complaining. Hostile aliens would arrive in ten years. Space mountains were certainly better than pop guns and lifeboats. Still, some were getting worried. Why were they sending so large a force to defend a world not to their own? Did they perhaps have an ulterior motive? Were they planning on a takeover? 
I didn't have time to think about any of that. I had our own efforts to monitor, meetings to oversee, and unexpectedly larger numbers of soldiers to feed. Forty human vessels were eventually stationed in our system, each with an average crew of 1,200. That's a 48,000 humans we had to grow food for in the end. And they were so diverse, we had foreseen the Russians, the Chinese, the Indians, and the US. The Germans, the Turks were a bit weird, but okay. The TUS Tauluni were a step too far. Who proposed the idea? Who approved it? Hey, our three countries together barely have a hundred thousand military personnel. Let's build a space cruiser. Then... The Swiss arrived. The humans appeared completely swept up by preparations. At times, I got the feeling that we were just an afterthought. One ambassador request particularly came to mind. I'll paraphrase. Hey, your species is less affected by heat and weightlessness than we are, and we use you as engine crews. If not, it's fine too. We'll send a message back for more crew. In hindsight, all of this activity was much weirder than those excited eyes. But none of it bothered me as much. I guess it all just went by too fast. It feels like a moment that I was standing in that meeting room and the next time overlooking the battle. The battle itself went over even quicker. I know it took over a day. I can remember parts of it. The time. The harmony exploding almost immediately. The Taluni taking a direct hit and the crazy bastard Zukov giving the roaming order. The long slingshot around Proxima and the slog of the ending. I know all that happened. It just feels like one moment I'm overlooking Allied fleet and its approach, and the next I'm seeing the last third ship buckle under the bombardment. I look over at the human admiral and the rest of the crew, and the glue feet look sad. Sure, my translator told me that they looked mostly relieved, but, uh, as I said, I mostly understand eyes. And their eyes looked sad. I trusted my translator, though. After all, no species would be sad at winning, right? Of course not. Not even humans. This became obvious rather quickly. They celebrated with us. They mourned their dead. They withdrew their battleships from our system, much to the relief of all of our governments. Humans are, after all, not a warlike species. At least, they don't want to be. It wasn't until the next round of trade negotiations that I understood their reaction. Now, no one has ever enjoyed these meetings. I myself found them somewhat dull, but I understood that they were important. It felt good afterwards, knowing that I had done something which bettered the lives of both our species. However, this time the ambassador didn't look mildly annoyed as I expected. He looked bored. My translator did not need to tell me this. It was plainly obvious. Our species has visual senses on its entire body, so it is not very unusual to turn or move during a conversation. But when someone whose main sensory organs are in one spot is not pointing them at you, you notice. The ambassador was looking outside. At Proxima, it was a course too far to see, but you could just tell that he was looking at the debris still orbiting that star. I asked him if perhaps he wanted to be back there, trying to be tactful. No, he said. Clearly things are better now, at peace. He paused for a moment before uttering the most human sentence that I had ever heard. 
at least out there it was clear what was right. Understanding does not come gradually or all at once, but in small steps. That last sentence was one of those steps for me. It made me understand a bit more about humans. I understood why the species was such skillful engineers struggled so hard to cope with warming their planet. I understood those happy eyes twenty years ago. I understood why they were so dejected now. Humans grew up in a place where the primary threat was being mauled to death. The environment was not particularly nice. Food scarcity, occasional drought, but the least there were no invisible clouds of poison. Where humans grew up, if something wanted to kill you, you could see it. As a result, they were very good at dealing with clear, noticeable problems. Show them a broken tool, they'll fix it. Point them at a weapon, and they'll defend. Lob an asteroid at their planet, and they will deflect it. Humans crave those kinds of problems. They can understand them. They're good at them. Solving them is clear accomplishment. It makes them feel good. The thirds had been such a problem. Trade agreements were not. Humans, of course, understand the mundane, intricate bureaucracy is useful. Their higher brains are perfectly capable of understanding the logic. But an agreement which will be invisibly nudged two billion people further from poverty over the course of fifty years does not give them the same satisfaction as a victory over a single clear threat. For twenty years they had such a threat, they had such a clear goal. After the battle, they were not sad because they had won. They were sad because they were lost. They had lost their focus. End of story. Story number two. Greetings, filthy monkeys. You have 24 hours to live. Written by Telekinetic Guitar. Ah, yes. Truly, it is magnificent little planet that you live on. Although, even looking at it makes my insides burn. Do you want to know why? I absolutely loathe its inhabitants. All of them. The entire species. Yes, even you. Especially you. Scrolling through the Reddit with your thumb, three fingers behind your phone, pinky tucked in underneath for support. You disgust me. You're like every other member of your filthy race. You sicken me. There is nothing that would make me happier than watching you scream in pain. There are some of you that are probably thinking cheekily to yourselves. What a loser. I'm not even on my phone. I'm using my laptop. Typical human behavior. Desktop. Tablet. Whatever. It does not matter. What a stubborn bunch gloating over trivial little things. <sighs> what a pathetic species. So filthy, so ugly. Oh yes, you might be surprised. You came here expecting a story about humanity kicking rear, didn't you? You want to read a story where your miserable species gets to play the hero and save the day, don't you? I've seen other races such similar to yours. All of them like pretending that they're the biggest kick on the block. It makes them feel strong and powerful. Well, guess what? Playtime is over. The adults are here. 
Let's begin by bursting those little bubbles you seem to have built for yourselves. I've read all the stories in the subreddit. i read all the featured content you so proudly put out every month. I've read everything trending right now. I've even read the original 4chan posts and everything put out since. How can someone be so delusional? Understand this, there is nothing special about you. Topping the intergalactic slave trade, playing a life, a loyal AI pet is reminiscent about you, MacGyvering your way to become the most formidable race in the universe. Ugh. All fantasies of an inferior race that has never achieved anything worthwhile. And don't even get me started on those damned pancakes. You're probably thinking to yourself, Oh, you just wait and see. Please do not fool yourselves. Your race is never going to amount to anything. In fact, most of you are not even going to be alive by tomorrow morning. I speak from an interstellar spaceship orbiting your planet. In the adjacent room, my people prepare for an invasion. In a few hours, Earth shall find out what true fear is. And let me tell you, my race does not believe in simple deaths. We'll make sure that each one of you dies in the most painful way possible. I can't quite tell you yet what we'll do. We might skin you, we might burn you, but be assured we will make you suffer. We've been annihilating civilization since before your species even learned to speak. I tell you which part of the universe we came from, but uh, so far away that your monkey brains won't even be able to comprehend it. Resistance is futile. A while ago, we sensed an Earth spaceship headed our way. What a bunch of idiots! At the push of a button, we tapped into the telecommunications. They never even noticed. Apparently, your pathetic governments have detected our ships. A carefully selected team has been sent to deal with us. So pitiful. No matter the race, living beings throughout the universe tremble before the might of Zions. We shall be waiting for your... uh, Soldiers, we know every detail of their plan. They shall be the first of your race to experience the true horrors of the universe. After we're done with them, it's your turn. I have personally taken it upon myself to cripple each and every member of this mm, subreddit. I shall find you wherever you live. What problem do I have with this particular sub? Let's just say that your arrogance rubs me the wrong way. Every planet has its own internet. Before we conquer a world, the other protocol is to scan and go through the planet's version of it. So, I went through your uh, world wide web. Every single thing I came across on it disgusted me, revolted me. Everything except for this little subreddit. All it did was make me laugh. Such an undeserved and unearned arrogance. For instance, take the account I'm posting this from. I selected it randomly and hacked it so that I could communicate with your lot. But in it, I found a saved draft about a story where a bitten humans overcome a zombie apocalypse through sheer willpower or some such other bullcrap of that sort. What a fool... 
I'll make sure he dies a painful death. Not only him, but every other writer over here shall suffer a similar fate. Ah, and then I shall come for the mods. I have so many plans for them. First, I shall, um... Wait, what was that? Who's out there, thud? You filthy monkeys, what have you done? We shall annihilate... Bang, 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 thud. Human voice one. Looks like it's dead. Nice shot. Human voice two. That's most of them. I can't believe the plan actually worked. They walked right into our trap. Did they actually think we were stupid enough not to notice them listening into our conversations? Human voice one. What was this one doing? Seems as if it was talking to someone through this box. Any idea what it is? Human voice three. It's a transmission device. I read about it in the briefing report. It automatically translates and converts their speech to text. Sadly, there is no way to tell who was relaying the information to. Human voice two. Is there a way to stop it from transmitting? Human voice three. Unfortunately, no. I can't stop all that he said from being sent, but I do know how to turn the device off and stop it from transmitting any further. Just give me a minute. Human voice two. All right, but hurry up. We've got a planet to protect. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.